like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. I'm pleased to welcome, as today's Song of the Soul guest, Brianna Lee Pruitt. She's one of the sterling musicians on the Canyon Records label, many of whom do traditional Native American music. Brianna is more in the mode of folk or pop music, though she's all over the place in terms of musical influences, from jazz and rock and country all the way to opera. And she's a singer-songwriter with a special character of folk and Americana, a beautiful voice and heart, and deep care for the earth in the mix. Brianna Lee Pruitt joins us today by phone. Brianna, it's great to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Hi, Mark. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. I was really enchanted when Canyon Records sent me your latest CD, Gypsy Bells. You've got a wonderful voice and a wonderful facility with the different tones that you bring out in your voice. How long have you been singing? Well, I've actually been singing since I was a little girl, probably around age six. I told one of my first, not really totally a babysitter, I guess, family friend, you know, that I'd stay with sometimes, that I wanted to be a singer when I grew up. So I've been practicing that (laughs) for a really long time. So you're obviously enthusiastic about singing from a young age. Was it the same about art? Because I know your art is the other part of your expression of yourself. Yeah, I really maintain a hand in many different areas of the arts. And I'd say probably all of them were something that I was doing or interested in doing from a pretty young age. I've been painting and drawing and all the things that I do since I was a little kid. Now that your paintings are valuable, you know, did your mom and dad remember to save all of those pictures off from off of the refrigerator, all that valuable art that they could get big bucks for now? <laughs> you know, I, I really don't think so. I, some things I've been able to uh, get out of garages and save and things like that, but I actually have about 100 paintings floating around in the world from my teen years that nobody has any idea where they are. They're just kind of out there. So they are signed <laughs> if you ever find them. <laughs> Your website is Brianna Lee Pruitt. And that's a long name for anyone. Brianna is already, you know, multiple syllables, and then Lee, L-E-A, Pruitt with two T's. Why the Lee? Are, do people individually know you as Brianna Lee, or yeah, most of us ignore their middle names? Well, I like my name. It took me a long time to get used to it. When I was younger, I wanted something that was that sounded less modern. I thought it was too modern sounding, and I wanted something different, but... 
once I kind of grew into it, I really liked the whole thing. And my family members that are in Oklahoma and Arkansas, when I was young and I'd go out and visit, would use both names. And that's the common thing there, to use a double name if there is one. So instead of Brianna, I was Brianna Lee. You know, Brianna Lee, dinner's ready. Brianna Lee, we're going to such and such thing. Do you want to go? You know, so it's definitely a part of the names that I've been called. And in terms of using it for music, I just thought it sounded nicer. And is Pruitt a Native American-related name? I mean, I, I understand that you're of Cherokee, maybe Choctaw heritage. Yeah, that's correct. I have both those. And Pruitt is actually, I believe it's an Irish-Welsh name, but it also has French origins, so people could be sort of from either place. But the Pruitts, as far as I know, came from France and married Cherokee and Choctaw people. There are a tremendous amount of Native people with the last name Pruitt. There was, for years, a large gathering of Pruitt in western Arkansas. The Pruitt-Cherokee Reunion is what it was called. So it's a name that I've heard, you know, in terms of people with mixed heritage, and you do find the name on the various roles. I personally am not connected to those Pruitts, but am connected to Choctaw Bohannons, which is my paternal grandmother. So that's what's in a name, huh? You got me started. <laughs> Let's do talk about your music. Now, your latest release is Gypsy Bells. I think that came out just last October. You've got four CDs before that, from 2008 through 2012. There's Natural Fact, Winter Apple, The Stars, The Moon, The Owl, The Cougar, and You. By the way, I saw a cougar in my backyard a couple of years ago. Wow. Keeping You in Mind, and then Gypsy Bells this year. So how did you get into music? And I take it you're connected to folk. I've seen your style listed as anti-folk, as folk blues, Avant, Americana, and just folk. What's the connection to folk for you? You know, that is a term that other people gave to my music because apparently what I did was folk music. That's not something that I set out to label my music as. It just became a way of describing what other people were saying, you know. In terms of playing shows and gigging, you have to be able to talk about your music somehow. Otherwise, it's very difficult to get shows. <laughs> you know, the venue owner wants to know, what is it that we're doing here, you know? Should I pair you with a metal band, or would you be better off with another singer-songwriter? So that's just kind of what I've put out. I've enjoyed and studied classical music I've studied flute. I've done a lot of different kinds of music and really am quite interested in ambient music also. But in terms of the singer-songwriter material that I do, just kind of is something that was applied by other people over time. Well, then get us started with your song. And also, we actually hear what your music is. How do you want to start out? Let's start with No Diamond Rings. That's a good example of uh, my stripped-down kind of songwriting. So why No Diamond Ring? You know, I wrote the song because I have been interested for a long time in social movements and advertising and how they affect our lives and took a lot of pop culture deconstruction classes as a middle schooler, like as a, an extra course at the local college. And As a middle schooler, you did that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're a little bit advanced, aren't you? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> but... I had learned about the diamond industry 
and was just interested in, you know, not necessarily labeling things as totally right or wrong or totally good or bad. You know, I know plenty of wonderful, amazing people that wear diamonds and it's an incredible stone and like any other part of the earth is the vibrating piece of energy. But as far as how we are marketed to what I kind of had trouble with was just the really blatant advertising surrounding what love is and the idea of selling something that that's what a connection, a human connection is, is like a piece of stone, you know. So I just had a really hard time with that. And especially, you know, a culture where we're just inundated with materialism. A lot of people feel less than or just can't live up to it. You know, they, they don't have that lifestyle. There's more and more people, I think, who are realizing that that lifestyle is something that isn't truly fulfilling. You know, not that having money is bad, but just that believing that material things can solve our problems, whether in life or in love, is faulty. And so I really wrote the song out of wanting to express an idea of promoting the reality of what's important in the human connection, which is taking care of each other and being together, you know, experiences, not arbitrary milestones. That's really what brings two people together. And I think especially for women, for men also, but for women, when we focus on these arbitrary milestones, we end up really disappointed or with relationships that are not truly satisfying. And since we don't want to be disappointed, I think we can all agree that No Diamond Ring is a great song. Here it is. It's by Brianna Lee Pruitt. Don't need no diamond ring to know that you love me. Don't need no fancy stuff. Just your faithful love. Slow to hear. 
Brianna Lee Pruitt. Her website is BriannaLeePruitt.com. If you can't spell all of the letters in that name, come via NorthernSpiritRadio.org. I'm pretty sure you can spell that one. It's a great song, Brianna. Your voice, it's so expressive. Did you actually study voice to be able to sing so wonderfully? Um, no, I've never studied voice. I actually wanted to study opera when I was 15 or 16. You know, there was a woman where I grew up. I grew up kind of all over the place, but at that time was living in Sacramento, California. And there was a wonderful opera singer there who I wanted to study with, and she actually refused to teach me. She said, you're a folk singer, you're a pop singer, you have a beautiful voice, and if I teach you these methods, it's going to take all the personality out of your voice, you know, all the nature, in a sense. So she said no. <laughs> and... I never really tried to, you know, get voice lessons again. I, I do voice exercises sometimes. I'll, I'll pop in a CD and just do some la-la-las or whatever, you know, but that's it. Well, you do have a captivating voice. Yeah, I'm a Quaker, and one of the things that Quakers, it's kind of woven into 350 years of history, is what we call simplicity. So for me, my first marriage, I was married for about five years, we didn't have rings at all. And actually, I have a very simple ring that my wife and I had made, uh, my wife of 19 years now. But diamond rings wasn't part of our thing. And, and from my side, that's partly because I don't need no diamond ring. That's something I feel in my soul. And it's also because it's how I want to live in general. We're doing something right now where we're simplifying our food intake, be more local, and so on. How much does this play as part of your life and your lifestyle? Is simplicity something, or is this just specifically about rings that you don't need the aggrandizement? Oh, no. I mean, simplicity is huge for me in terms of you know where I live. I live in a really tiny town in Northern California, and I shop local. There's local food. There's local clothing made there. You know, anytime that I can fix something rather than buy something, I'm doing that. I personally do live those values. And, you know, I don't foresee myself, you know, no matter if I have a great financial success or, you know, whatever may come in that way, I don't foresee myself buying you know, multiple houses or multiple cars or anything like that. You know, I keep my bike up too and I try to bike as much as possible and I get a lot of joy out of traditional mail, the U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> so uh, that's my life. Well, keep us going with your music. What's next? Next, I actually picked a song by an artist that I really, really have a lot of respect for and just love tremendously and is still a working artist now, Patti Smith. She has an album out called Bonga, 
and I will let you look up the meaning of the title Banga because it's a great story. But her song, Fujisan, is actually a prayer for the Japanese people. And I think one of the things that I love about Patti Smith is that so many of her songs are prayers. She really treats music as what it is, which is a way to spread positive ideas. And she just has a wonderful way of doing that throughout her career. So especially with everything that is happening, I just thought it was so appropriate to share that track. The song is Fujisan, and it's selected by Brianna Lee Pruitt for her Song of the Soul today.
that voice was Patti Smith, the song Fujisan, and it was selected by Brianna Lee Pruitt as part of her Songs of Her Soul that she's sharing here today. Again, Patti Smith, a big influence for you, Brianna. And that song, you said a lot of her music is prayers. And when I, I don't really know Japanese, I know like a few phrases of it, right? But Fujisan is, Fuji, the mountain, san is honorable, I think, or it's the way that we would use an honorific in English. And it made me think right away. There's a phrase that I heard from the 42nd Psalm in the Bible. There's a phrase in there. It says, when I'm downcast, I think of you, humble mountain. And I just love alternative ways of referring to the divine. How do you express your own prayers? I mean, you said that one's one from Patty Smith. When Brianna Lee Pruitt is expressing that kind of same feeling, how do you put it into words? Well, I've actually done that a lot in my poetry, and I'm looking to bring that more into my songwriting. I have been submitting to literary journals again this year for the first time. I used to publish as a teenager, and then I took a long time off of doing that. For whatever reason, that kind of material I kept in my poetry and in my songs, I wrote primarily about love and relationships. And so now I'm kind of changing that because I do have just all these other aspects that I'd like to share. So that's kind of a work in progress. But in terms of prayers, you know, poetry is one way. But another way is just like what we're doing today, educating and about other people's work. And I would call that passing along a prayer. So there's that. I keep a meditation practice also. And just in the way that I treat people and that I always try to look at what I'm doing, you know, about any given problem or situation rather than look too long on other people and their behaviors. So that's a constant practice. What's your religious and or spiritual background and up to the present? I mean, how do you live out your connection to the divine? Well, since I was a little person, I was always a seeker. And I had never really been able to get really into any one religion. You know, I found truth in many different religions. It just never worked for me. <laughs> you know, any any kind of life way or belief system that said, like, this is the only way, then that was out for me. That's kind of a journey that I've been on, and I'll probably always be a seeker in that way. Sounds good to me. And what we're seeking here today is more of your music. So what's up next for Song of the Soul? I chose a track called Seeds of Love from Gypsy Bells. And actually this song in itself is a good description of the practice that I really try to, to maintain in my life in terms of spirituality. So here it is. In a world of trouble, my seeds of love so
is my guest today for Song of the Soul. This is Song of the Soul, a Northern Spirit Radio production on the web at northernspiritradio.org. And on that site, you'll find more than eight and a half years of our programs for free listening and download, Spirit in Action, Song of the Soul, and some other things on there as well. You'll also find links to our guests. So if you can't remember, briannaleepruitt.com, you can find a link from northernspiritradio.org. There's also a place to post comments, and we love two-way communication. So Please, when you listen, when you visit, please post comments and let us know what you're thinking. Also, there's a place to leave donations. That's how we sustain this program, and it is a full-time endeavor. Either click on the Donate button, or you can find our address there. Especially, I want to encourage you to support, both with your energy and with your money, your local community radio station. They provide you a slice of music and news that you just get nowhere else. Unfortunately, these things are far too limited on our radio waves, so please support your local community radio station. Again, we have Brianna Lee Pruitt with us here today. She just shared her song, Seeds of Love, In a World of Trouble, My Seeds of Love Sowing. I want to ask you a little bit more about your history with music. You said that Beatles were not, a, except for the White Album, they weren't much of a, an influence for you. What were your influences? I mean, we've heard Patti Smith already. What were your other influences? From a young age, I really enjoyed classical music. I was born in the 80s, so music that was around the house, Tom Waits, very interesting. The Chieftains was a big one. I've always loved Emmylou Harris. Doc and Merle Watson were played a lot. And I'm trying to think what I really myself got into. I really got into jazz and blues, so Billie Holiday was a big find for me. I think I got my first Billie Holiday record when I was about 12 at a truck stop. It was in the discount bin. And I listened to it, gosh, probably every day for several years. 
learned about her life, which had some really sad things in it, unfortunately. But that was a big one for me, too. Another influence is wonderful singer named Nina Simone. I think what I really have enjoyed about discovering her music is that she truly was an artist, and it did not fully ever go into a commercial paradigm. She just couldn't. She was too much of an artist. And because of that, though, her music really stands the test of time and is so hugely influential for so many people. For this show, I wanted to choose something that she herself wrote, and I chose Four Women. It's a song from the album Wild is the Wind. It was released in 1966. She was writing to give access to the struggles of black women in this country. And the songs had some some criticisms, you know, but really interestingly, those criticisms are often by people that are not from within her cultural context, you know, that aren't part of her culture. And it's certainly easy for, like, academics and people in that world to criticize. But I have no criticism of it. I think it's just a great song. So here's for women. My skin is black. My arms are long. My back is strong Strong enough to take the pain Inflicted again and again What do they call me? My name is Aunt Sarah My skin is yellow My hair is long Between two worlds I do belong My father was and white He forced my mother late one night What do they call me? My name is Saffronia What do they call me? 
Selected by Brianna Lee Pruitt for her Song of the Soul. That was Nina Simone, Four Women, Four Experiences of Being a Person of Color in U.S. Society. I guess back in 66 when that was written. Have you witnessed firsthand, Brianna, that kind of experience? Yes, I have in a lot of different ways. My father that I grew up with has brown skin. And I was raised as white. You know, I have blue eyes and blonde hair. And so coming from a mixed background, people sometimes would ask when we were out together if I was his, even, you know. (laughs) Um, So there's that. There's kind of the reality that race is a construct that has been created in these times on this continent by the organizing bodies of the founding fathers you know, in terms of the American Indian community or Native community, one of the biggest issues that I hear about and experience also is race and ethnicity issues. I really think that if we realized that a lot of times that's us against ourselves, we could have a lot more success with some of the goals in the communities like better care of elders and better health not to mention coming together on issues that are close to the hearts of many Native people that I know, like environmental issues. You know, ethnicity and race and color seem to be a big dividing factor still, and it's something that one just kind of has to walk with. I mean, for me personally, I have heritage of many different kinds, and I celebrate all of those. So I don't label people as white. I don't tell people they have white privilege. I find out who is this person, where are they from, where are their grandparents from. And I think it's an important conversation to have because, you know, do we want to continue in a world where we have these kind of labels and ideas about each other? Or would we like to have a world where we find out who each other is as people and interact that way? Which I think is a challenge in today's world because I think the world is becoming more and more of a soundbite thing. You give a a title, a two-word phrase, and then you pigeonhole exactly what someone is or what the issue is or the in-depth more than a tweet worth of content is considered boring and laborious. But maybe that's not a Brianna Lee Pruitt approach to the world, huh? Yeah, not so much. I'm a person that really has a hard time with that take-a-little-bite media stuff. I much prefer the more in-depth interactions and interpersonal interactions. Which is, of course, why I have it here today for Song of the Soul, Brianna, when we can actually sit down and talk with some nuance and some depth. Let's have some more of your music to deepen us even further. Yeah, sure. I'd like to share a track called Under Your Wing. 
it's just a track that I wrote about experiencing the love and support and care of another person, not necessarily in a romantic way, but just, you know, kind of having someone put their arm around you, around your life, you know, in some way, whether that's spiritual or material. There's a lot of ways that that could show up, but here's the track. Is no dangerous sea, it's a glorious thing taken under your wing. Oh, you shiver and shout with your spirit bound. That's how voice speaks to me, taken under It's a glorious thing taken under your wing. It's a glorious thing taken under your wing. It's a glorious thing taken under your wing. Under Your Wing by Brianna Lee Pruitt. It's from her latest CD, Gypsy Bells. You mentioned earlier, Brianna, about in No Diamond Rings, there's clearly an environmental ethic that's a part of your life. Now, does this come all the way from childhood? Is this something that you assumed when you became an adult and living on your own? Is this something that permeates your family? It is something from childhood. I, for a long time, have been interested in our human relationship to the environment I think that mostly it's about our own quality of life on the planet. And I know, oh, you know, other 
people feel the same way and other, you know, indigenous leaders, in fact, feel the same way that the planet will be fine. It's humanity who will suffer. You know, it's really us doing what we're doing to our own backyard, essentially. And so it's definitely been an interest of mine, something I cared about, something that I still care about and some days still cry about. I think it's it's really important to note and meaningful to note that elders in previous generations predicted that this could happen and listened to what they had to say about how to turn it around and a lot of that is in policy. You know, some of that is in personal responsibility as a Quaker. I'm sure you live a simple lifestyle, so you know what I'm talking about. Um, but a lot of that is paying attention to what corporations are doing, paying attention to policy making. And corporations aren't evil in and of themselves. It's not about these evil corporations. What are corporations? They are companies that people work at and people created. And so it's really about people engaging with other people and sharing these concepts that can be so painful that we can just turn our face away. You know, it's easier to become overwhelmed. But if we can talk about it with each other and note the positives that are coming out of all that, we can create a world that our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren could actually live in. So here's Big Yellow Taxi. They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. With a pink hotel, a boutique, and a swinging hot spot. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. A dollar and a half just to see them Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you've got till it's gone They pay paradise, put up a parking lot Hey farmer, farmer, put away the DDT now Give me spots on my apples Or leave me the birds and the bees That you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. Late last night, I heard the screen door slam. And a big yellow taxi took away my old man. Don't it always seem to go? That you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. I said, don't it always seem to go? That you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. A parking lot. <laughs> 
Big Yellow Taxi is the song. It's by Joni Mitchell. Brianna Lee Pruitt chose it for today's Song of the Soul, obviously the way that it relates to our vision of the future. Were you exposed to Joni Mitchell early on? Is she one of your favorites growing up? You're at least a generation younger than I am. You know, I really didn't discover Joni Mitchell until I was in my teens. It wasn't around the house growing up. It wasn't in the family vinyl collection. But a friend of mine who I wrote songs with as a teenager played it for me and heard it around her house. Are you environmentally oriented yourself? Is How much is that uh, a part of your daily life? Do you recycle everything? How much garbage do you produce per year? That's a great question. I am very interested in personal effect. That is something that we need to continuously be reminded of, I think. But I I also notice that the people who tend to care most about it tend to be the most stressed out about it. (laughs) And And those people would be better off relaxing on themselves a little bit and focusing on policy and getting into policymaking. In my short time I've been on the planet, you know, about 30 years, I have seen that that is the most effective in terms of dealing with the problem as a whole. I did go through a period of time where for an entire year I saved every piece of plastic that came into my life and put it in a box washed it, you know, all that kind of stuff. And at the end of the year, I think I had one box of packed plastic. And it really wasn't that bad. You know, I just made an effort not to bring a lot of plastic into my life. The plastic that I did end up with was like, you know, food containers and the black bags that couldn't be washed successfully anymore. And what I found was at the end of that, it was difficult to find a place to recycle it. There was a company that I contacted in the Midwest who makes crude oil out of turkey guts and tires. (laughs) Turkey guts and tires. Yeah, they've got turkey factories all around, and so they buy all this turkey offal and rubber tires, and that's their garbage of choice to make into oil. Now, other countries are already doing this quite successfully and have implemented this fully into their whole system. And when I called them about my box of plastic garbage, They said, we don't take consumer trash. That was their response. We only work with big companies. So, you know, my question to them was, well, how is the person like me supposed to live clean? You know, get my things in order with the planet, really. And if you're a religious person, that is also with God, because as above, so below. You know, we're all connected. Everything's connected. And they didn't have an answer for me at that time. So I had nowhere to do anything with the plastic, nothing I could do with the plastic. I think I turned it into my local recycling place and said, here, there's nothing more I can do with this. So, yeah, I've definitely gone that route. Well, I commend you uh, to have just one box of plastic for a year is a, a notable achievement. I do happen to have a friend. I've had him on my Spirit in Action program. He lives up in Minnesota. He and his wife got it down so that in the course of one year, for the entire year, their garbage that they didn't use, recycle in some way, they live off the grid, was one bag of garbage for an entire year. Wow, that's wonderful. Well, what I think would be exceedingly wonderful is to have one more song from you, Brianna, to finish off your Song of the Soul. Unfortunately, we're right down to the wire, so we have to make this quick. And I know that your last song is Red Jacket. Who or what is Red Jacket? 
Red Jacket is a person, and he was a speaker, a very influential speaker, and I won't talk on it too long because the much better way for anybody to become educated about it is to research it themselves. Well then, let's leave the research to our listeners, and we'll end this interview with the song Red Jacket. I also mentioned to our listeners, due to time constraints, part of my interview with Brianna Lee Pruitt are out on the NorthernSpiritRadio.org website. So go to NorthernSpiritRadio.org, look for the bonus excerpts with Brianna Lee Pruitt. First, I want to thank you, Brianna, for seeking your way forward, particularly in the way that you try to live in harmony with our planet and with care and concern for all the generations to follow. And the way you sing about it, both in faithfulness and in joy, it's a beautiful thing to see and a beautiful song to hear. And I thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thanks for having me, Mark. It's a great show. I wish you so much luck with it. It's really great. And we finish with Brianna Lee Pruitt's song, Red Jacket. And we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul.
theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song.